Five o'clock in pirate country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. You got me, uh, Ben. That was pretty good. And I like this little kiss. Kiss. Uh, they've got a documentary coming to A&E Saturday, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday night and Monday night. Kind of a two-part deal. Over three hours of content. I am uh, I'm not a, a huge Kiss fan. I like them. They're just fine. But kind of looking forward to them. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, What an interesting set of developments in the last 24 hours. LSU deal. We'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, the Rose Rampants playing in the state championship. Involved in the state championship series against Cox Mill. Now, as you know, uh, the girls volleyball from uh, Conley defeated Cox Mill to win a state championship. So let's hope another Pitt County school has uh, success against them uh, here uh, in the state championship round. And Rose and Cox Mill uh, just getting uh, underway. Rampants 14-4. and four. Uh, The Chargers are 16-3. and three. This is being played at J.P. Riddle Stadium in Fayetteville. Uh, and uh, game two tomorrow is scheduled for 11 a.m. Cox Mill will be the home team in that one. And then uh, if they have to play an if game or an if necessary game, that right now would be scheduled uh, down at Fayetteville Riddle Stadium Saturday at 5 o'clock. So a potential doubleheader uh, tomorrow if it goes to three games. But uh, the Rampants back for the first time since 08. And uh, Rose will uh, try for a seventh state title under the uh, legendary Ronald Vincent. Speaking of RV, he joined us earlier today before the Rampants made their trip to Fayetteville for the championship series. Ronald Vincent, congratulations. Uh, what a great achievement for this Rampant team. Yeah, yes, it really has been. You know, we have really played well down the stretch. We've been on the road the entire time. And, and just uh, we have uh, very fortunate to be here. You, I, I don't want to say, are, are, are stunned, but I guess you're just so much in the moment of, because basically, really, for the last several weeks, it, it's been just to get in, you all had to win games. Every game was an elimination game. Yeah. And you, yeah, we, we yeah, so you don't really think of that long-term goal. You're just worried about winning the next game. That's right. We played, we played 10 straight uh, elimination games because we could not lose one after we lost to ACOT. Back in May, we could not lose another game. If we lost another game at any time, we would not have made the playoffs. Wow. And now that now we're really playing well, and, and uh, it's crazy how things like that work out. A big uh, environment, a big crowd the other night at Conley, and uh, you, you get uh, a performance from your junior on the mound that, that he goes, I think, into the fifth without allowing a hit. Uh, and then also, yeah. you, you, you as we talked about, you got to Mateus uh, early. And that was really big for your team. Yeah, you know, uh, Taliban's was just uh, uh, lights out. He was he was mixing speeds up well. He was uh, throwing strikes, throwing strikes, and, and being left-handed and changing speed and throwing strikes is a good good thing. And then uh, we were fortunate we got uh, 
couple runs early, you know, and put a little pressure on the home team. And, and uh, 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 but uh, we wound up with ten hits, which is, you know, uh, <laughs> not bad. Great accomplishment against against those two pitchers we faced. Yeah. yeah. And, and you've got another great pitcher you'll be facing, uh, if not later today, at some point in this series against Cox Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this guy's pretty legit. He throws pretty hard, and uh, uh, we're gonna have to be patient. We're gonna have to, you know, take advantage of our, uh, our chances, and, and uh, you know, it's the same thing John always do. He's gonna be, he's, he's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the best two out of three, Rose and uh, Cox Mill from Riddle Stadium down in Fayetteville. Uh, and uh, game two of the series will be played at 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday with the uh, possibility, if there's a required third game, uh, being played at five. Of course, uh, Rampant's playing, uh, just getting underway, scheduled to be getting underway right now if you're listening uh, to this, but uh, a little earlier we had the chance to speak to Coach Ronald Vincent. RV, when you look back at this this season and and obviously reaching uh, this point, it seems like that this is a group of guys uh, even though you got some great athletes and great players on there, you know it took a little while for them to gel, but they really have. Yeah, they really have. We're a whole lot different. Team. We're a whole lot different team than we were four or five weeks ago. And uh, you know what we're doing is getting getting hits throughout the batting order, which is what every coach wants to accomplish. And you know uh, we send nine people up there to uh, have a chance to hit it hard every time, and and, and we can run, and uh, and we've been able to do that a little bit. And, that really helps on defense. So, uh, yeah, this team has really come about. Uh, this team has really come together, and uh, hope we can do one more weekend. <laughs> First time uh, back since '08, and uh, you've had some really good teams that have just uh, had some bad luck too in that time. But uh, yeah, you, you, I, you know as well as anybody, when you get these opportunities, you got to take advantage of them. That's right. That's right. It's just uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to come by. It's hard to get. It's hard to get here. It's, you know, there's a lot of good baseball, and you have to go through four or five rounds to get here. Uh, and so it's, it's difficult, and uh have to take advantage of the situation when you get it. want to ask you real quick, uh, Marvin, is he is Marvin fired up for everything this weekend? Is he ready to yeah. go? Yeah. He's in Marvin. is ready to go. He's, he's uh, sitting right here with me now, ready to get on the bus and ride. You guys have he's a – He's ready to go. I, I know he is. You guys have a safe trip, uh, RV, and let's bring a championship back to Greenville. Okay, well, thank you for all that, and uh, we'll play well. Just hope we can come out of here. Best of luck to the Rampants. We'll be keeping an eye on uh, that all weekend for you, and appreciate RV uh, taking a few minutes with us earlier today. Well, uh, yesterday after the show, uh, I got on the horn with uh, a source. We'd been kind of playing phone tag, and I'd kind of cultivated a a source down at LSU uh, about this – situation going on there and of course the reporting two days ago three days ago I guess now that Cliff Godwin uh, was a finalist along with Jay Johnson the Arizona baseball coach who ultimately has accepted the job and another guy with uh, ECU connections Link Jarrett who's now the head coach at at uh, Notre Dame and when I was on the phone down there with uh, my source that I was kind of cultivating and following and trying to establish a little rapport with to get the very latest from the LSU side of things, uh, he, th- that source got a call in the middle of our conversation. It had to go, and that was when the announcement was kind of coming through and it was being formalized, and then the report uh, essentially comes out. But LSU has reached a deal with Arizona's Jay Johnson. He'll be the Tigers' next head baseball coach. 
Johnson guided Arizona to the College World Series uh, and has done so uh, in uh, six seasons during his time in Tucson, including uh, a trip this season they lost to Vandy and Stanford. Johnson replacing uh, Paul Maneri, who is the uh, longtime uh, coach at LSU, 15 seasons there. Tigers themselves lost in the Super Regional this season to Tennessee. And LSU's last College World Series appearance came in 2017. Uh, I guess D1 Baseball is getting credited with officially reporting the hire at first. I know there were a couple of uh, the the really great Louisiana beat writers on this who had actually written the story and were waiting to hit send. So uh, even though D1 Baseball was there first, the, the strong indication was yesterday. And again, I, I didn't speak to a source down there until unfortunately right after the right after the show we just couldn't get in touch with each other during the day yesterday uh because of our respective schedules but uh they were expecting this either last night or today and of course that's that's come to fruition uh the, the source did tell me a few interesting things about the LSU search and I guess now it's all what one would call um you know stories uh facts that probably to 99% of the people that are paying attention to this story don't matter, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, I think of interest around pirate nation, but, but Cliff Godwin was a very strong candidate for this. And it was, as it was described to me, it, it was like a, a one, one, a between he and Johnson. Uh, I thought with the link Jarrett thing coming that he'd maybe emerged as a late candidate. We see that sometimes in these searches, but that wasn't the case here. Uh, this was uh, Jarrett kind of coming in, and they liked him, but there were some questions there, according to my source uh, down uh, in the Louisiana area who was uh, involved in this. And uh, Cliff Godwin was a really, really strong candidate. There was really strong support among big factions in the fan base for Coach Godwin. They liked his pedigree. They liked the fact that he had been there. They liked the fact that he recruited in the SEC previously. So there was a lot of, of factors that – made Cliff Godwin a highly attractive candidate for the fan base. Now, I don't know because we had not gotten to that point in our conversation, and I've not followed up with the source any today, again, because of just our respective schedules. But, you know, what was it that put Johnson over the top? Um, And I don't think there was any one thing necessarily. Uh, There was some... There was some speculation or some rumor buzzing around Omaha and Louisiana yesterday that maybe... Uh, the Vandy coach was going to, you know, have a chance to to talk. But I think ultimately uh, that was just sort of buzz and rumor and innuendo because they went with Jay Johnson. Now, and we'll have more on this Monday because I, I don't want to get stuff wrong and I don't want to be perceived as mean-spirited in this. But, and, and I know everything is well-intentioned because there's a lot of, I mean, I've seen comments from Pirate fans of Pirate Nation of, like taking up a collection plate on GoFundMe to give money to, to Cliff Godwin, um, you know, to to put out. I mean, this is I'm serious. Like a tip jar put out. There was somebody who wanted to start a ca- a capital campaign. So I don't think you can do. I mean, you could start a GoFundMe for whoever you want, but I I don't think there could be a capital campaign to go towards salary. I may be wrong on that. I want to get that cleared up over the weekend before I I really you know make that proclamation, but. I do believe that, you know, stuff like that, there's certain ways you have to handle coaches' salaries, and I I don't know if that's something that that can be done. I understand the spirit of it. I think it's extremely well-intentioned, 
But I, I think if you're Cliff Godwin and the concern is from a lot of fans out there, well, the only way we're going to keep Cliff Godwin is if we pay him a salary comparable to that of what LSU is going to pay Jay Johnson or comparable to that of what anybody's going to pay. That's, that's just not the case. That's just not the case. And because ECU can't afford to pay that same salary. That's not a knock on East Carolina. It's just the, the reality of the situation. The, the, the amount of money that these SEC schools, and to a degree the Big Ten, to a much lesser degree, Big 12, Pac-12, uh, and ACC bring in, they can afford to put huge amounts of money, gobs of money, into their, into their baseball program. Some choose to do it. LSU is a great example. Others in the SEC are. Some choose not to do it. You know, Notre Dame and Link Jarrett, he's probably squeezed as much uh, blood out of the turnip as he can there. Uh, they're willing to put into the baseball program. And it's a great source of pride. Cliff Godwin has worked extremely hard, as is his staff, as have the players. They're doing things the right way. I mean, you're, they're the epitome of student-athletes in that program. But it's just the, 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 the money situation at ECU is just not there to, to make those kind of, uh, you know, matching salaries of multi-million dollars for, for the baseball coach. And, and look, I, I think Cliff Godwin understands that. And I, I just, you know, I think fans, and they're not speaking out of, I don't mean this means spirited, but it's just ignorant to the fact that, you know, that's a sport that is a non-revenue sport. And I think if, if Cliff Godwin is less concerned about his salary, Cliff is, uh, you know, compensated extremely well. And, and, and Cliff, I, look, we all want to make more money. I'd love to make more money. We all want to make more money. We all feel like we're worth more money than, than we're being paid in a lot of circumstances. Uh, you know, but I, I think what Cliff Godwin wants more than anything is the proper funding for the program. He wants to have opportunities to, to be provided to players in the program and things surrounding the program that help that, that put him, his program on par with, uh, with these other schools we mentioned in the SCC and the other so-called P5 programs. And that includes, you know, things like charter flights. That includes uh, the facilities. That includes, which, I mean, the facilities are, are fantastic, but there's a lot of scuttlebutt, uh, and I don't think it's any secret that, you know, they desire kind of an upgraded or maybe new locker room. So those are the things, as far as resources being put into the program, I think, that are more interesting to Coach Godwin or more of a high priority on his list than if he's making the same salary as the LSU coach. So, uh, and that leads me back to this is a pirate club kind of thing, and then there are capital campaigns that they'll start up, I'm sure, for some of these these things, if there's construction involved, and you could contribute to that. But I, just, I don't think that's something you can do as far as uh, we're going to pass the hat around uh, to, to make sure Cliff Godwin uh, gets more money in his paycheck. You know, look, he's more concerned about getting that third assistant financed, but that's an NCAA issue. You know, those are the things. He's worried about taking care of his assistants and, and his volunteer assistant as he should be, and that tells you the kind of human being and class act that Cliff Godwin is. But uh, – uh, not not overly surprised after the conversation I had uh, after the show last night that LSU went with the uh, Johnson route, uh, but Cliff Godwin was very, very close and really strongly considered, uh, according to this source, and, and 
had Johnson turned it down, it probably is my understanding would have been Cliff Godwin's uh, opportunity there. Before we go to break, and, and please stay through the break, Webb Wellman, who is uh, the proprietor of hoopstate.com, they've got a great documentary on the Farmville Central Basketball Championship season, speaking of state champions, and it's available uh, on there. We'll tell you all about that coming up. But uh, Adam Smith, he does custom sports figures, AW Customs. They did a uh, custom Funko, Funko Pop of uh, me. I've got it up on my social media. If we have time over the weekend uh, or, or next week, we might throw it up on 94.3 The Game for some laughs. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty neat little thing, and, and I paid for it. This wasn't, uh, you know, this is not a trade-out or anything like that. <laughs> but um, I, I just I wanted to give Adam a shout-out because it was it turned out better than I thought it would. And he does these custom sports figurines. He's done them for a lot of ECU players, uh, the Hart Twins, uh, Charlie Dempsey, uh, Jeff Blake. has also uh, done one for uh, my guy Paul Troth, Dwayne Harris. He's done one for him. Uh, Scott Harley, our old friend. Uh, Chris Satterfield, there's also uh, one that he did for Philip Rivers in uh, his NC State uniform. Uh, did one for a... Uh, I think a friend of his for baseball, some some ECU baseball players, and uh, a keepsake he did as well for Zach, a guy named Zach Bishop who played uh, at Army, football at Army, was an offensive lineman. There's a great Keith LeClaire one that he's got. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things, if you're a Pirate fan, you could, you know, maybe get one of your favorite uh, Pirate players or if, or if you're an ex-athlete or maybe you want to get something like that for your kid, a baseball player, football player, uh Go with Adam. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, and, again, it's uh, the AW Customs uh, site. Uh, you just kind of find it, I think, on uh, Twitter or Instagram or, or Facebook, Facebook in particular, and you could get a great uh, look at his work. Uh, but I wanted to thank him for that. That was a pretty cool item uh, that got delivered uh, it was late last week or earlier this week. Can't remember. I think it was earlier this week it got delivered. All right, a timeout. Webb Wellman will be uh, with us, hoopstate.com. Big documentary on the Farmville Central Championship basketball season. We'll discuss it next. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. I used to let the mic a few years ago, a guy from Eastern North sure Carolina, a real talented guy, ventured out on his uh, own. It's a website that covers prep basketball like no other, really, in North Carolina. Be hard pressed to find something as in depth in any of the other states across the nation. Hoopstake.com and Webb Wellman from Kinston joining us uh, now. He is the proprietor of that site. He also uh, has that site through Webb uh, Efforts. He's the producer, and uh, they have released out through YouTube and the website a documentary, a docu series, if you will, on the uh, Farmville Central basketball team. And their run through the regular season, uh, the record-breaking run through the regular season up to the state championship. Webb joins us here on the Patrick Johnson Show today. Thanks a lot. Hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. I'm good. I I hope you are, too. I'm excited to be here with you. We've got uh, a little bit of talk about this this just awesome documentary that you all have uh, done, which centers around Farmville Central uh, and their state championship run. I know my producer Ben's watched it multiple times. He loves it. Before we get to that, how did the 
hoop state uh, platform and idea materialize? Well, I uh, I worked for a website called FallIsLife.com for about eleven years. Um, I was for the longest time I was the only employee outside of the LA area, so I started building from there. Um, North Carolina is obviously where I'm from and where I live, and um, I'm super passionate about just the you know the state in general. So a lot of my content was was centered around building up North Carolina. Um, we started doing a series where we would take the best plays, the best players from each month, and we would produce a web series called Hoop State. Um, it was really just like a highlight montage. Um, at the 10-year mark of Baller's Life, I kind of, you know, they say at the 10-year mark career-wise, you're supposed to pivot. And uh, I just wasn't satisfied with what we were doing anymore, and I wanted to kind of do more. And the plan was really to kind of create a local – TV network on the internet and create entertaining content and provide a platform for the players and the coaches. And so a couple of years ago, I just, you know, took the leap of faith and made it all official and got a bunch of partners and, and now we're rolling. Was there any, um, I, I find this fascinating. Was there any, um, uh, you know, counter thought to that kind of hyper local meaning statewide in this case, uh, coverage versus, you know, what you were doing at, at the Ball's Life site and also, you know, taking that approach and, and making it more of a national approach because that, that's obviously been a big industry that has evolved, but it, but recruiting has been a big industry for 30-some-odd years. Uh, was, was it just make sense to be hyper-local in the sense that you were going to concentrate on just one state instead of all 50? Well, you know, what I'll say is, is the difference maker to me is community. And with the national thing, we had a bunch of cool content and we had a bunch of followers, but it lacked personality. It lacked community. And I'm very familiar with the state of North Carolina. And the way that I've always viewed basketball here is very similar to the way that football is viewed in Texas. And if anyone knows anything about football in Texas, all the way down to the kids, you know, the high school level, the prep level, it's big business. And I believe that North Carolina can be the same thing. You know, there's a lot of gaps, you know, that can be filled because, you know, you, you know, just like I do, when it comes to the local news stations, you know, they have a very small budget to cover a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And so there's there's a lot of gaps that end up being left. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we can fill those gaps and we know the community, we know what they need. And also, like, once we get kind of things where we want them, you know, there's a lot of room to say, you know, yes, North Carolina is the hoop state. But as we grow, any state can be a hoop state if the community is ready for it. Right. So in a way, instead of a, a, a national approach, kind of franchising that that approach out. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yep. Webb Wellman, follow him on Twitter at HoopStateWeb with two Bs. Uh, also, it is uh, HoopState.com. Now, they did a sensational um, – a documentary would be the best way to describe it, I guess, on the Farmville sure. Central basketball uh, season. Obviously, this was a team that was winning a third straight state title, so you kind of chronicled all of that. By the way, uh, Larry Williford just named the, the Harvey Reed Coach of the Year by the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, so obviously uh, that is uh, you know kind of timely with having you on in, in light of that award. And, uh, you know, we... I've known Coach Williford, gosh, 20-some-odd years. Uh, does a fabulous job, something like 76-4 and four over the last three years. I mean, the, the numbers are just uh, gaudy. But especially at that 2A level, 
there were a lot of intriguing basketball stories to follow. Um, Pettiford, you know, in Granville County would be one. Kinston, obviously, with kind of what they went through this year. Washington. So, I mean, I'm probably leaving off a dozen more. Uh, you know, we had the TV for for the uh, 1As. I did. And, you know, the, the Wilson prep story with, you know, Anthony Atkins. In other words, there's plenty of stories out there. So why hone in, on, yeah, why hone yep. in on Farmville uh, for this particular docu-series? Larry Williford is the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone who knows Coach Williford, like, I'm – I'm a big advocate for people that are honest and are straightforward and tell you how it is. And coaching kids today is so difficult. Where their minds are, what they think about, what they care about, it's getting harder and harder to get kids to lock in, play together, be together, win together. And watching Coach Williford, because so we, we did this this season as well, and it was a much bigger project. We actually did a similar thing last year mm-hmm. with South Granville and with Farmville, but it was just to follow them through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot shorter, you know, but we saw what we had. And so this year, yeah, like you said, I mean, not only is it Larry and it's Traquavion, Traquavion is a special player as well. The way he is and his personality and his game, it speaks for itself. Same with Bob Pettiford on the other side who's at Kansas now. Like you said, you got Don Trespal going to Carolina at Kinston. Breon Pass at Reedsville going to NC State. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different – and they played all these teams. You know, they, they got to play every one of these teams, all these matchups. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. But the reason we went with Farmville 100,000% is because of Larry Williford. Did you have to sell him on providing the access you need for something like this? To be honest with you, no. And I was very surprised by that, but – me and Larry's relationship started on kind of, look, man, I will do whatever I can to help you. You know, tell me what you need to trust me. And he, I mean, you know, without toot my own horn, he just kind of said to me, like, your reputation speaks for itself. You've never made anybody look bad in the state. Your whole thing is about propping people up. So he knew I wasn't going to put him out there to look crazy. What I will say is if I could have done this series unedited, I mean, I, I'm sure he would have had to deal with some parents, but it was just so much more interesting <laughs> to, if I could have, he told me in the middle point of, of airing it, like, I can't believe how you edited me, meaning, you know, there's a lot of speeches that have a lot more profanity in them than you see. And it's because I was very strategic about needing the purpose to stay without, you know, some of the aggressive parts. Now, I love those parts. That, that That's the reason why me and Coach Williford are kind of on the same page, but you know, when you present something and we're dealing with high schools and yada, yada, you got to be a little bit smarter. But I will say the unedited version of this documentary would be incredible. <laughs> Netflix incredible. <laughs> hey, uh, we, we've got Webb Wellman, uh, Hoop State. Web, uh, hoop, hoopstate.com is where you go. They've done a, a documentary on the championship season from the beginning to the end for Farmville Central and kind of the weird COVID era too. Uh, let me ask you about that really quickly. Obviously, they were – tremendous restrictions on access for games at the beginning of the year. I have to imagine that there were protocols that had to be followed. Did that change things um, in any way? I have to imagine it made it more difficult. Yeah, I mean, we certainly, we had to go by whatever the rules were, and we had to be very strategic. But the most impressive 
to me about this document, the documentary is, or docu series, however you want to phrase it, is it was shot almost entirely by one person. Mm-hmm. I've got a 19 year old kid that works with me. His name is Max, and Max is super amazing with that video camera. He's not afraid to to get in the action, and and so basically, almost the entirety of the series was shot by one person. It was a one camera shoot. We were just kind of good about setting up tripod cameras, adding second angles, um, kind of making it look like there were more people there than there were. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Max, it was easier at home, you know, on away right, games, right. it got to be a little bit more difficult, but um, Max did a great job of, of making one camera look like three, and he got the job done regardless of the restrictions. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you kind of went about this and covered everything else you you know have the obligation and, and the responsibility and desire to cover but you kind of answered answered that there was there any has is there any thought of taking this uh to you know somebody like you mentioned earlier netflix or just any other provider out there because they want content i mean it's that that level uh production's awesome so i mean it, you know it's it's it would certainly hold up with anything that's out there right now have you guys discussed that any or is that not really the purpose of uh, the, so the, the purpose plan is I, I've talked to my buddies back at ball is life who have a much larger platform. I've spoken to slam magazine as well. Um, they're kind of both in a position where they're like, Hey, you tell us what you want to do. Right. You, know, if you want us to air this. We'd love to have it. You know, we can talk about the business side of it all. That's still a thought. Um, the main thing is, is the reason we did both the last two years is we're learning how to do a production like this for the purpose of selling one eventually to a Netflix. And, you know, I can go ahead and announce it here, you know, next season we'll be doing the same concept, but instead of following a traditional high school, we're going to be following Robert Dillingham, Jeff McGinnis and combine Academy as they try to make a national championship run. Um, And if you know anything about Jeff McGinnis, it's very similar to Larry Williford. (laughs) Jeff is less concerned about what people think of him and what they're going to say. So, our restrictions there will be even less. Gotcha. Uh, and Robert Dillingham is an, a top 10 national prospect who eventually, you know, God willing, will be a professional basketball yeah. player. Uh, we've got Webb Wellman here and the uh, documentary on Farmville, Road to the Rafters, available now. It's in its second season uh, that you can go to their YouTube channel um, and uh, check it out. You can check out uh, Webb's Twitter at Hoop State Web, and they've actually got it pinned there where you could check out this documentary uh, series of Farmville Central's uh, run to the state uh, championship the entire season in this particular or, uh, in this particular series. Hey, Webb, uh, it's fabulous. It really is uh, fun to watch, and I uh, appreciate uh, the time you've given us here, and thanks for making some time for us in your schedule. I can't believe this whole interview. You're not even going to mention that I played high school basketball for your dad. <laughs> well, I, I just cannot I – had, I had the high school Bobby Knight coach me my <laughs> here and you're not even going to bring that up i i'm shocked that i I expected more out of you well that's true now webb and i (laughs) webb and i know each other from kinston i've known him uh, since he was a little kid really yep facts and and uh he played he did play for my dad at parrot and uh i was gonna say when you were talking about last year at parrot yeah before he went to to peace and and then you know he's back there now um, which you you wouldn't get a kick out of it now. You know he coaches the girls team there. He's he's. I know. I I love that. And, I, again, that 
your dad is passionate about the game. He can't help but get away from it. You would you would love to sit it on a practice because uh, I think it's a different atmosphere. Uh, now say it won't give me PTSD, will it? <laughs> no, no. I think it's a different atmosphere. <laughs> but when you said that, you know, Larry likes to get a little spicy with his messaging. Uh, you kind of you experienced that at a young age, so I, <laughs> you know, I think Correct. I think you've kind of. You know, you've seen that before, but uh, no, that was that was. Uh, I appreciate you mentioning that, and uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, that yeah, for uh, sure. That you it all uh, comes full circle. It does, and uh, you guys uh, look. I've admired the work that you guys side have done for a long time. I think it's fabulous, and uh, and keep it up. And uh, we'll catch up with you down the road at some point. I really do appreciate it, Patrick, and uh, everyone listening. Thank you for your time. And I uh, hope I see you sometime. Appreciate y'all. There he goes, Webb Wellman with uh, HoopState.com. All right, uh, we'll break. We'll come back. Ben will have an update for you on what's going on uh, right now down in Fayetteville with the Rose Series and uh, everything else going on in the world of uh, sports. Big News Day. We'll be uh, back with Ben. And then later on, Nikki Novak joins us on the program. Fast 9. Ugh. Fast 9 is released. Well, we'll talk about it. Stay tuned. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 943thegame. Ben Barton here for your 94 through the game sports update. Jay Trose in the 3A NCHSAA championship game against Cox Mill over in Fayetteville. The best of three series game one was set to be in action at five, but a weather delay has kept that from happening. We'll keep you updated from the College World Series after a hectic start with health and safety protocols kicking in and the threat of a forfeit on the horizon. NC State is trucking on if only 13 players suited up for today's contest against Vanderbilt. A lot to overcome for the Wolfpack, just like the series of EC, the strike zone is just as wonky. Score, fourth rank Vandy leads 3-1 in the bottom of the seventh of the Wolfpack. The best pitcher in the country and Kamar Rocker wrapped up the day for the Commodores, dishing 11 strikeouts through six innings. From the NFL, after the Steelers released former All-Pro guard David DeCastro, they then signed former Carolina Panther and five-time Pro Bowler Trey Turner to replace DeCastro. The details of that deal have not been released yet. From the NBA, after getting rid of head coach Rick Carlisle, the Mavs have hired former NBA champion for Dallas and Jason Kidd as their new head coach, along with getting longtime Nike executive Nico Harrison to be their GM after the departure of Donnie Nelson. From the NHL, Carolina Hurricanes forward Jordan Martinuk likely will not remain with the team as he's set to be a free agent, as a few of his family members have made posts on social media expressing the fact that he wants to go elsewhere. And from NASCAR, some unfortunate news. Five-time NASCAR champion Jack Ingram passed away earlier today at the age of 84. Ingram won more than 300 races in NASCAR and was inducted to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 2014. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I've been Barm. And Pirates. Oh, yeah. Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P Man. Uh, put its pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94 3, the game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. 
Hot mic, hot mic. There we go. Hello. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, it's always a treat to catch up with Fandango's Nikki Novak. <laughs> Spare no expense on the uh, on the wrap up the week Friday edition. Here. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> um, We're back in business. Fandango's Nikki Novak. Everything you need to know about movies, whatever is uh, streaming out there. Nikki, I'll say this: everybody's very excited about. Uh, getting out and about and doing things. We're seeing it everywhere. And that includes yeah. getting out to the movies. You know what? And I swear to you, I'm not just saying this because I work for Fandango, but every time, you know, I've been to several movies now in theaters. I go back to, you know, they have press screenings for us for over a year. They were sending us links at home and I watched these huge blockbusters like Godzilla versus Kong. I watched it on my TV at home and look, my TV at home's okay. It's like it's a big screen, but when you, it's, true when you go and you watch it like i'm not on my phone i'm not making food i'm just like sitting in a theater and i'm just having the best time i'm having the best time and actually the movie that we're the big movie that's opening this week that we're about to talk about but i'll let you see it up uh that was my first movie back in theaters and it was awesome <laughs> oh, okay so you know i i don't think uh this is a movie that you could watch and let i think you, your appreciation of this is maybe in the theaters, right? I mean, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, it's only opening in theaters. It's not, right. you know, a lot of these movies have been doing the simultaneous at-home release, and I think that's going to end by the end of this year, for the big ones anyway. But I feel like, yeah, this one is only opening. It's a Universal Pictures movie, and uh, I'll let you just say what it is. <laughs> it, it is Fast 9. Are we already up to the ninth? movie in this series gracious uh-huh and there's only one more after this supposedly so you got to get it in while you can <laughs> <laughs> all right now look i do this for the people as you know we're all yeah. about the people here this ain't my jam so okay i have no the whole universe if you will is lost on me but i will say this um these things do get more spectacular right. uh, and and more uh, nuts. And I yeah. mean, who, who knew that this would turn into the franchise that it has? Here we are. So how does this who one, is, is this one, is this one just, is it so over the top that these things have become unenjoyable in your mind? Oh, heck no. It depends who you're asking. Like, I am that person that, like, will take me to a Transformers movie in the summertime or a Pirates of the Caribbean or right. this. I, this is my all-time favorite genre. Like, even more than award season, I'm a summer popcorn movie girl. Mm -hmm. Like, take me to a cheesy, over-the-top movie, the Meg, like, movies like that. Anything with a shark. In this case, you know, this time around, they're going outer space. I'm not spoiling anything because they put it out there. But the fact that they've been teasing for, and this is the ninth movie, they've been teasing for several movies now, they would eventually go to outer space and they do it in this one. It is so over the top. And I saw it at a screening, like an early screening, but with public, not just like critics. Right. And I'm telling you, every time someone new came on screen, you know, John Cena's in this one, he's playing Vin Diesel's long lost brother in this one, because he don't got friends, he got family. <laughs> and it's just, it's ridiculous. It's so fun. Like we were all like every time somebody came on screen, people were cheering and it's just it's just like it's almost like going to a rock concert. It was so rowdy. I had wow. such a blast. Okay. Yeah. 
So that yeah. is Fast 9. Nikki Novak says, yes, go take it in at your I'll local take theater. take it all in. Look, it's probably going to be the biggest movie of the summer in terms of, of box office. It already opened overseas to, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's already doing great. And, like, the, the funny thing, and then we can move on, but the funny thing about this movie is, like, there's those people that watch The Fast and the Furious, and they like the first one, and the few, the first two that were all about the muscle cars. Right, right. And then, but we had a survey at Pandango, and, like, 98% of people said that they watch it for the over-the-top stunts that you could never actually pull off in person or in life. And so that's what this one is. It's just so wild. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, Nikki Novak, Fandango, is with us. But there, you're still not going. Well, look, don't don't base your don't base what you're going to do in life off of what I do. <laughs> That's what we all do. What are you talking about? Yeah. We just, well, we're following your lead. look. If that were the case, there would be a lot better taste out there. I, I will say that. But but with all that said, and as I often say, you do you. Just, <laughs> just keep me out of it. But you do you. All right. Uh, Liam Neeson, the Iceman. The Iceman, the Ice Road. You're thinking of you're thinking of Ice from Top Gun. You're no, you said Gilmer. you said Iceman. All right, the Ice Road. All right, the Ice Road. The it Ice is. Road. Did I? <laughs> I apologize. Uh, yeah. So Liam Neeson has a movie about every two months. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. The last I swear, at nine or ten, he has been a truck driver of some form, and this time <laughs> he's an ice truck driver wow. up in northern Canada, my yeah. home and native land. Oh. And he, you know, he always has to save the day. So in this case, sometimes it's like the bad guys that he's fighting. This in this case there's these miners that are trapped and he has to bring uh rescue supplies and treacherous conditions and then of course he meets some people along the way. I mean he's he's doing what he does for every single movie. But I have to say like every time I go to see a Liam Neeson movie in a theater I walk in and I'm like, this is your audience. It's all dudes. Right. <laughs> and like people bringing their son and like, I'm the only girl in the theater. <laughs> but look, this one's actually on Netflix. So you can watch it at home with your love. Ah, there you go. Uh, and this, <laughs> this is out today. Uh, it was shot yeah. pre-COVID in uh, Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, and, my, uh, my home. Yeah, there you go. So let me uh, tell you, winters there are treacherous. Yeah. Like, when I drive in the United States and people freak out, especially in L.A., over a little bit of rain, I'm like, I could be an ice truck driver. <laughs> so, again, this is kind of the, you know what you're getting here, right? Exactly, yeah. More of the same, but it's, you know, it is what it is. And if you have, if you love Liam Neeson and his movies, you're going to love this. A star-studded cast stars in The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah. So, this one... Stars. It's the sequel to the Hitman Bodyguard. Yes. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, and it's Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson and Selma Hayek, and they're back together again. And this one, because it's called the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, as you could guess, Selma Hayek is featured more in it than when she was the last few. And I really actually you see more of the chemistry between her and Ryan Reynolds, and they're great. And I will say this, hands down. Of all the female actresses I've ever interviewed, she is the most fun. She is just awesome. I love I love her energy, and then I think she kind of is playing like a version of herself in this. And Ryan Reynolds just can do no wrong. But, yeah, it's, you know, he's a bodyguard, and 
he's trying to retire in this one or take some time off and then some things happen and they all get mixed up together again. But that opened last weekend. So it's in theaters again this weekend. And it's a blast. It's really fun. It, it actually did quite well last weekend. Okay. So that's a sequel. We've got Fast yeah. 9, a sequel. Let's face it. Yeah. The ice road is basically taken <laughs> in ice. <laughs> so it's a sequel. Right. He's a sequel of himself. Yes. Um, <laughs> There's a movie called Loki. No, it's a TV series. Oh. A TV series. Well, but there's a TV series called <laughs> Loki. Wow, you're really up on your Marvel, aren't you? <laughs> I I think I'm a DC guy, by the way. I'm. You know what? I'm actually a DC girl. I'm a okay. DC girl, and I can't wait for Suicide Squad that's coming in, in August. Yeah. But I... I this Loki series is doing so well. You know, first they had WandaVision. That was their first big Disney Plus series um, based off the Marvel Universe. And then they had the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and that ended. And, you know, they're all limited series. And so Loki debuted a couple of weeks ago. The third episode, they drop every Wednesday. The third episode drops this Wednesday. If you haven't checked it out, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying it's the best Marvel series you know tv series yet because wow. it's tom hiddleston he's such a big character in the marvel universe mm -hmm. um you know and he can do you know he can do no wrong he's a great actor it's a great series they're doing a great job and uh you know in a few weeks black widow's coming out in theater so ah. they just keep teeing it up yeah how about that uh nikki yeah. novak all over the uh, movies all over the streaming series all over the whole nine hey uh nikki thank you very much and uh we'll catch thank up you. with you uh Maybe uh, next week before the holidays, or can we get up with you then, or nothing to talk yeah, about? Yeah, we right. can before we all before we both take you know a month off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Nikki Novak from Fandango uh, with us here. Nikki, great to talk to you. Great chatting with you too. The lovely and talented Nikki Novak, as uh, always. Uh, we appreciate her. Also, uh, great to catch up with Webb Wellman today. He was a lot of fun. And uh, best of luck to uh, RV and the Rampants as that uh, game going on right now with Cox Mill. They'll play tomorrow at Riddle Stadium, or at least scheduled to, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, and then the uh, if game three is necessary, it would be at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, let's hope uh, let's hope that the Rampants don't get to that point. Let's hope that Rose uh, can uh, wrap this thing up in a couple and give uh, RV another state championship. What a what a nice way that would be to uh, end. This just bizarre sports season. Hey, uh, we're going to uh, be joining you again on Monday and uh, looking forward to uh, that very much. I uh, hope you have a great weekend. I know a lot of folks will be uh, taking vacation starting next week. Uh, so if you are headed on the roads out there, do be safe. And uh, you can always get us uh, online, tune in radio if you want to keep up with the uh, show, if you just need a break uh, from the fam and fun. Hey, uh, do appreciate Ben Byram's uh, efforts as always. And we will catch you Monday on The Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Breaking news from that previously mentioned 3A NCHSAA Baseball State Championship game over in Fayetteville. J.H. Rose and Cox Mill game one has been postponed due to weather. The two teams will play a doubleheader Saturday tomorrow starting at 11 a.m. 
Meanwhile, there is a local team, or I should say some local teams that are playing some baseball tonight right here in Greenville. You got Greenville Little League for the city championship. Game three, winner takes all. Remax will be playing host lines. That all begins tonight at 7 o'clock. So make sure you make your way over there. Check out some great baseball. That's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for Patrick. Here on the Patrick Johnson Show, we return Monday. Be safe and have a good one.